Greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I trust that you have had a wonderful month that has just ended and a new one has begun. We truly give God the glory for every day that passes, every month that passes in year, because we understand that without God, we really wouldn't be anything and we would be extinct according to the standards of this world. But by his grace, he keeps us going on and on and on and on. And despite the many challenges we face, his faithfulness endures forever. So this morning, I do trust and pray that you have woken up well and that the light of Christ continues to shine in you and through you. Let us start with a word of prayer. Amen. Our dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for you are our God and our King. Thank you so much that you have, by your grace, caused us to be called sons of God. And today we live with hope and joy and peace and affirmation that comes not from a man but from you because you have called us through the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so we are here by divine order and by your grace. We pray continually that, Lord, we will be found right in the middle of your perfect will and that we shall be pleasing to you in all that we do. This wonderful day, receive our worship and adoration and thanksgiving for who you are, for what you've done. Lord, you have kept us throughout the month that has just ended and caused us to see this new month. And we do give you praise and cannot even take that for granted. And so receive our praise and adoration. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah and amen. Amen. So today we are going to speak uh, uh, and share on a very important topic called being an epistle. Amen. Do you know that every day you live, you are legible? People read you, people discern you, people see a lot even before they are per se told much about you. And that's what the, uh, the Apostle Paul was saying to the church of Corinth, that the believer is a living epistle. Now the word epistle means a letter. It's simply a letter that is written and uh, it is possible for um, a, a person to be an epistle, to be a letter that is, that is read. It's written by God and read by men. Hallelujah. Amen. So we're going to just talk a little bit about that today and challenge ourselves and ask ourselves in the very different spaces we find ourselves, what kind of letters are we? What kind of letters do we portray ourselves? Okay. All right. Now, we're going to read that scripture 
in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 1 and 2. Amen. I'm going to read it for you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, it says this. Um, are we beginning to again tell you how good we are? Some people need to bring letters of recommendation with them or ask you to write letters of recommendation for them. I will read that again. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 1. I am reading from the KJV. Actually, I'm reading from the NLT. Okay. New Living Translation says, Are we beginning again to tell you how good we are? Some people need to bring letters of recommendation with them or ask you to write letters of recommendation for them. Now, this, this basically is within human effort and within human uh, understanding that uh, for people to be known, to be understood, for even introduction, there are times when we carry letters of recommendation or we carry credentials. Yeah, and so the Apostle Paul is asking here, do we need to do that? Okay, but in verse 3, he says this, but the only letter of recommendation we need is you yourselves. <laughs> Your lives are a written letter in our hearts and everyone can read it and recognize our good work among you. I will read that from another version. Okay, we can read that from the New King James uh, version. Um, Second Corinthians again, uh, verse 1 and 2. So the New King James says this, Do we begin again to commend ourselves? Or do we need, as some others, epistles of commendation to you? Or letters of commendation from you? <laughs> you are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read by all. Now, look at that. When it comes to the epistles that represent our Lord Jesus Christ, these ones are not written on papers, but they are written in the hearts of people. Praise the Lord. And they are known and read by all men, whether those men may be believers or they are not believers. They are letters that are written in people's hearts. They are real time. People can see, people can tell. Wherever you and I go, people are reading us. Praise the Lord. And so it's important to note that more than anybody would commend you, let our own lives be a commendation that God is showing out to the world because he has written us. And has replicated us to become letters or epistles that people read. Amen. Now our, Christians, our Christian lives do not need to be warped up. You know in a way where we let ourselves to the low degree. Of allowing men to be the ones to say about us. Let Jesus be the one who is writing us as letters. We cannot lower ourselves, lower ourselves to be approved with earthly recommendations and credentials, but rather that the lives of people 
can be read and understood so that even if somebody never saw any literal letter, your life is displaying itself as a letter that people can read. Now, this kind of letters, the epistles that Paul is talking about, are actually written by Jesus Christ himself through the person of the Holy Spirit. Okay, It's not a man who writes it. Um, men can serve, men can train, men can disciple. But the outcome of that discipling, uh, whether it's you and I being discipled by any man, it should be that the outcome people see is really Jesus Christ. That the, the letter ought not to read my my pastor. It ought not to read my mentor. But my mentor is to raise me up. And eventually when I am displayed to people, people do read Jesus in and through me. I'll give you a little story. Actually, I'll give you two little stories that are very interesting and, and have changed my life. Okay, so one story is of a man of God who was uh, in, a, in a town where he was ministering and um, uh, uh, at some point he came into contact with a madman, you know, an insane man. And um, this man, when uh, he came into contact with this man of God, this uh, man that was insane, he came to the man of God and he told him something interesting. He said to the man of God, I am seeing Jesus looking out of the windows of your eyes. Can you picture that? A madman tells a man of God, I am seeing Jesus looking out of the windows of your eyes. So meaning when he looked at the man of God, he didn't see the eyes of the man of God. He actually saw Jesus peeping out from his eyes, you know. Now, tell me something. Where in the world did the madman know about Jesus? He is Lord, hallelujah. But for a man, madman to discern and see Christ replicated in a human being, that is profound. All right. Okay. The second story is of uh, these five, I think there were five or so. Uh, ladies, and, 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 and it's a story I didn't read, but a story that I was told by one of these ladies. Now, where I am married, um, my husband has been raised in a community where there were believers who lived in one common estate in Nairobi, and they, they were godly people. They were born again. They had raised their children for God. And uh, many times in that estate, it was known to be an estate that will have fellowship one day after another. You know, people would share the word of God. And so this group of about five ladies is coming out from a fellowship. And amongst uh, the five, four of them were born again. Okay. They were middle-aged about, about that time. Now, when they were narrating this story to me, two of them were um, uh, in their late 70s, you know, and they were telling me and sharing with me this story. <laughs> and as, as they were coming out from this fellowship and now they are all walking together, everybody headed to their home, a madman came again and approached them. And, you know, normally when a madman comes to a group of five ladies, you will expect them to run away. But the man came 
very um, steadily and marked one of them and went straight to one of the ladies and said to the lady, you need to be born again. You need to give your life to the Lord. You are not born again. And then he left and went. And you know, the ladies, the five ladies were in shock because the only lady that the madman spoke to was the only one amongst the five that was not born again. And you know, the story goes that this dear lady in, ended up, um, you know, crying out to the rest before they went home. They said, I must receive Jesus Christ as my savior today. And she cried and said, how can a madman pick me only and say that I need to get born again? How can a madman be the one that is preaching to me? But hallelujah, she eventually gave her life to our Lord Jesus Christ. And so one of the mothers was sharing me with me this beautiful story. And, and she's one of those that led her to the Lord. And you know what? It is true. Wherever we go, we are read. People read us. We are epistles. And I just want to challenge us this morning. What kind of an epistle are you? As you're going to the office right now, as you're going to your business right now, as you interact with people, even in ministry, as you interact with people in your family, what kind of letter are you? What are people reading? You know, Apostle Paul again said that the cause and the reason for the ministry of the fivefold that Jesus gave when he ascended to heaven was the purpose and the reason for his living these fivefolders to speak and work within the church was to finally and eventually develop Christ in men. And I pray that if wherever we go, every encounter that people will have will always be the encounter of our Lord Jesus Christ. That before you even speak to anybody and share the words of salvation or give your testimony to any man, that you are already a letter that people are reading and can tell so much even by the way you carry out yourself. And people will be edified without any man first and foremost preaching to them. The encounter of your life already starts to convict people. The encounter of you being in the midst of others causes people to know that there are words I cannot speak while she or he is here. There is a way I cannot behave while she or he is here. Others will actually feel convicted towards salvation by just observing you. And so that's our prayer that we are epistles that men are reading and what kind of epistles ought we to be and are we already now um, more than people giving us uh, commendations. I would rather have uh, an encounter with somebody and they themselves discern that I walk with God, that I'm born again, more than having somebody coming to speak on my behalf. Epistles are read wherever they go. Nobody needs to say anything about them, but they are legible, people can read, and apparently not only believers can read these epistles, even non-believers, even people who do not ascribe their, their lives and their worship to our God, 
they can read. People can tell who we truly are. And so may the Lord help us to be those good epistles that people read and they see God. They experience God. They are convicted and wooed to our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. All right. We are then going to read the book of Matthew and the words of our Lord Jesus Christ spoke the same words, only in a different way. And I'd like us to read from the book of Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. Matthew 5, 14, very famous portion of scripture. It says, you are the light of the world. What does that mean? That without us, the world would be very dark. Okay, so we illuminate the world, whether we know it or not. But there is a light we dispel to the world. And then he says, and then you're a city that is set on a hill and you cannot be hidden. Hallelujah. Amen. You cannot be hidden. You're a city set on a hill and you cannot be hidden. So wherever we go, let us remember those precious words that we are epistles of God that men are reading every day. And I pray that the experience they have will only woo people to Jesus Christ or bring glory to God. The other things that we are the light of the world and we illuminate the world. We bring light. We bring sanity. We bring hope because that's what light brings. Whenever light is switched, we are able to see there is visibility. There is hope. There is life where light is. Praise the Lord. And then we are a city, a city that is set on a hill. And that city is you and I. We cannot be hidden. Wherever we go, people are seeing, people experience us. So my joy today is to challenge myself and you, my brother and my sister, to know that we are epistles that people are reading daily, every day, whether we know it or not. Whether we are cognizant of that or not, let us know always that people are reading us. Amen. Let us pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, we thank you this wonderful morning. We honor you for the gift of sharing in the ministry of reconciliation that you have placed us to uh, on the earth to do and to be. And so, Lord, we pray for much, much grace to be able to be those epistles that you are writing daily and men read and they see you, they experience our Lord Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord, where we have been wanting, where our lives have not been um, uh, portraying Christ and that we have not shown Jesus, please forgive us. We pray that you cleanse us by the blood of Jesus. And today, cause us to be those good epistles that people read and they experience Christ. Thank you for reminding us, oh God, that we are the light of the world. We illuminate this world through the light that Jesus has shown in us and we now show it to the world. Again, you have said that we are a city that is set on a hill and truly we cannot be hidden. Amen. And so, Father, we pray for much grace to be able to walk uprightly, to be able to accept the work of you, Jesus, writing in our hearts, writing us 
ads, epistles that people will read and encounter you. We dearly love you and commend ourselves to your grace and praying that your will always will be done in and through us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I don't know whether you're there, my my dear uh, brother, my sister, and um, you're not born again. You don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You need to join the big family of God and become an epistle that has that has the writings of Jesus on it. And people can read something good from you and, uh, and that you can bring hope. You can bring light to your community, to your family, wherever it is that God has placed you geographically, that you will be able to serve him and reconcile men to him. And so I want to pray with you. If you're there, you're not born again. I'd like to say these words. Uh, I would like you to say these words after me. And today join the great number of epistles that are there all over the earth. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you. I realize that I am not yet an epistle that people can read and bring hope and joy. I want to submit to you from today. Be my Lord and my Savior. Have mercy on me and cleanse me with the blood of Jesus. I accept you as Lord and Savior. From today, I am your child and I will live for you. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you have said that prayer, may God truly bless you. Please stay in touch with us. Write to us, estellewkapithi.co.uk. Please write to me. Let me hear about your new life in Christ. Ensure that you join our genuine Bible-believing church. Ask the Holy Spirit to lead you to one and start growing and joining the many epistles that God has all over the earth. May you be victorious in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen and amen. Have a victorious week, children of God, and may God cause you to be epistles that are shining the light of God wherever you go. Amen and amen. These are the words of the covenant which the Lord commanded Moses to make with the children of Israel in the land of Moab, besides the covenant which he made with them in Horeb. Now Moses called all Israel and said to them, You have seen all that the Lord did before your eyes in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh and to all his servants, and to all his land. 
the great trials which your eyes have seen, the signs and those great wonders. Yet the Lord has not given you a heart to perceive, and eyes to see, and ears to hear, to this very day. And I have led you forty years in the wilderness. Your clothes have not worn out on you, and your sandals have not worn out on your feet. You have not eaten bread, nor have you drunk wine or similar drink, that you may know that I am the Lord your God. And when you came to this place, Sion, king of Eshpan, and Og, king of Bashan, came out against us to battle, and we conquered them. We took their land and gave it as an inheritance to the Reubenites, to the Gadites, and to half the tribe of Manasseh. Therefore, keep the words of this covenant and do them, that you may prosper in all that you do. All of you stand today before the Lord your God. Your leaders, and your tribes, and your elders, and your officers, all the men of Israel, your little ones, and your wives, also the stranger who is in your camp, from the one who cuts your wood to the one who draws your water, that you may enter into covenant with the Lord your God and into his oath, which the Lord your God makes with you today, that he may establish you today as a people for himself, and that he may be God to you, just as he has spoken to you, and just as he has sworn to your fathers to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I make this covenant and this oath not with you alone, but with him who stands here with us today before the Lord our God, as well as with him who is not here with us today. For you know that we dwelt in the land of Egypt and that we came through the nations which you passed by, and you saw their abominations and their idols which were among them, wood and stone and silver and gold, so that there may not be among you man or woman or family or tribe whose heart turns away today from the Lord our God to go and serve the gods of these nations, and that there may not be among you a root bearing bitterness or wormwood. And so it may not happen when he hears the words of this curse, that he blesses himself in his heart, saying, 
I shall have peace, even though I follow the dictates of my heart. As though the drunkard could be included with the sober. The Lord would not spare him. For then the anger of the Lord and his jealousy would burn against that man. And every curse that is written in this book would settle on him. And the Lord would blot out his name from under heaven. And the Lord would separate him from all the tribes of Israel for adversity according to all the curses of the covenant that are written in this book of the law, so that the coming generation of your children, who rise up after you, and the foreigner who comes from a far land, would say when they see the plagues of that land and the sicknesses which the Lord has laid on it, the whole land is brimstone, salt, and burning. It is not sown, nor does it bear, nor does any grass grow there, like the overthrow of Sodom and Gomorrah, Adma and Zeboim, which the Lord overthrew in his anger and his wrath. All nations would say, why has the Lord done so to this land? What does the heat of this great anger mean? Then people would say, because they have forsaken the covenant of the Lord God of their fathers, which he made with them when he brought them out of the land of Egypt. For they went and served other gods, and worshipped them, gods that they did not know, and that he had not given to them. And the anger of the Lord was aroused against this land to bring on it every curse that is written in this book, and the Lord uprooted them from their land in anger, in wrath, and in great indignation, and cast them into another land as it is this day. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. Now it shall come to pass when all these things come upon you, the blessing and the curse which I have set before you, and you call them to mind among all the nations where the Lord your God drives you, and you return to the Lord your God 
and obey his voice. According to all that I command you today, you and your children with all your heart and with all your soul, that the Lord your God will bring you back from captivity and have compassion on you, and gather you again from all the nations where the Lord your God has scattered you. If any of you are driven out to the farthest parts under heaven, from there the Lord your God will gather you, and from there he will bring you. Then the Lord your God will bring you to the land which your fathers possessed, and you shall possess it. He will prosper you and multiply you more than your fathers. And the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your descendants to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul that you may live. Also, the Lord your God will put all these curses on your enemies and on those who hate you, who persecuted you. And you will again obey the voice of the Lord and do all his commandments which I command you today. The Lord your God will make you abound in all the work of your hand, in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock and in the produce of your land for good. For the Lord will again rejoice over you for good as he rejoiced over your fathers if you obey the voice of the Lord your God keep his commandments and his statutes which are written in this book of the law. And if you turn to the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. For this commandment which I command you today is not too mysterious for you, nor is it far off. It is not in heaven that you should say, Who will ascend into heaven for us and bring it to us, that we may hear it and do it? Nor is it beyond the sea that you should say, Who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us, that we may hear it and do it? But the word is very near you, in your mouth and in your heart, 
that you may do it. See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil, in that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments, his statutes and his judgments that you may live and multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land which you go to possess. But if your heart turns away so that you do not hear and are drawn away and worship other gods, and serve them. I announce to you today that you shall surely perish. You shall not prolong your days in the land which you cross over the Jordan to go in and possess. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life, that both you and your descendants may live that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice, and that you may cling to him. For he is your life and the length of your days. And that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. Then Moses went and spoke these words to all Israel. I am one hundred and twenty years old today. I can no longer go out and come in. Also, the Lord has said to me, you shall not cross over this Jordan. The Lord your God himself crosses over before you. He will destroy these nations from before you, and you shall dispossess them. Joshua himself crosses over before you, just as the Lord has said, and the Lord will do to them as he did to Sihon and Og, the kings of the Amorites and their land, when he destroyed them. The Lord will give them over to you that you may do to them 
according to every commandment which I have commanded you. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, He is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you, nor forsake you. Then Moses called Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and of good courage, for you must go with this people to the land which the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear, nor be dismayed. So Moses wrote this law and delivered it to the priests, the sons of Levi, who bore the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, and to all the elders of Israel. And Moses commanded them, At the end of every seven years, at the appointed time in the year of release, at the Feast of Tabernacles, when all Israel comes to appear before the Lord your God in the place which he chooses. You shall read this law before all Israel in their hearing. Gather the people together, men and women and little ones, and the stranger who is within your gates, that they may hear and that they may learn to fear the Lord your God and carefully observe all the words of this law and that their children who have not known it may hear and learn to fear the Lord your God as long as you live in the land which you cross the Jordan to possess. Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, the days approach when you must die. Call Joshua and present yourselves in the tabernacle of meeting that I may inaugurate him. So Moses and Joshua went and presented themselves in the tabernacle of meeting. Now the Lord appeared at the tabernacle in a pillar of cloud, and the pillar of cloud stood above the door of the tabernacle. And the Lord said to Moses, Behold, you will rest with your fathers, and this people will rise and play the harlot with the gods of the foreigners of the land, where they go to be among them. And they will forsake me and break my covenant which I have made with them. Then my anger shall be aroused against them in that day, and I will forsake them, and I will hide my face from them, and they shall be devoured. 
and many evils and troubles shall befall them, so that they will say in that day, Have not these evils come upon us, because our God is not among us? And I will surely hide my face in that day, because of all the evil which they have done, in that they have turned to other gods. Now therefore, write down this song for yourselves, and teach it to the children of Israel. Put it in their mouths, that this song may be a witness for me against the children of Israel. When I have brought them to the land flowing with milk and honey, of which I swore to their fathers, and they have eaten and filled themselves, and grown fat, then they will turn to other gods and serve them, and they will provoke me and break my covenant. Then it shall be, when many evils and troubles have come upon them, that this song will testify against them as a witness. For it will not be forgotten in the mouths of their descendants, for I know the inclination of their behavior today, even before I have brought them to the land of which I swore to give them. Therefore Moses wrote this song the same day, and taught it to the children of Israel. Then he inaugurated Joshua, the son of Nun. Be strong and of good courage, for you shall bring the children of Israel into the land of which I swore to them, and I will be with you. So it was when Moses had completed writing the words of this law in a book, when they were finished, that Moses commanded the Levites, who bore the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. Take this book of the law and put it beside the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, that it may be there as a witness against you. For I know your rebellion and your stiff neck. If today, while I am yet alive with you, you have been rebellious against the Lord, then how much more after my death? Gather to me all the elders of your tribes and your officers that I may speak these words in their hearing and call heaven and earth to witness against them. For I know that after my death you will become utterly corrupt and turn aside from the way which I have commanded you and evil will befall you in the latter days, because you will do evil in the sight of the Lord, to provoke him to anger through the work of your hands. Then Moses spoke in the hearing of all the assembly of Israel the words of this song until they were ended.
Give ear, O heavens, and I will speak. And hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. Let my teaching drop as the rain, my speech distill as the dew, as raindrops on the tender herb, and as showers on the grass. For I proclaim the name of the Lord. Ascribe greatness to our God. He is the rock. His work is perfect, for all his ways are justice, a God of truth and without injustice. Righteous and upright is he. They have corrupted themselves. They are not his children because of their blemish, a perverse and crooked generation. Do you thus deal with the Lord, O foolish and unwise people? Is he not your father who bought you? Has he not made you and established you? Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask your father and he will show you, your elders and they will tell you. When the Most High divided their inheritance to the nations, when he separated the sons of Adam, he set the boundaries of the peoples according to the number of the children of Israel, for the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the place of his inheritance. He found him in a desert land and in the wasteland a howling wilderness. He encircled him. He instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye. As an eagle stirs up its nest, hovers over its young, spreading out its wings, taking them up, carrying them on its wings. So the Lord alone led him, and there was no foreign god with him. He made him ride in the heights of the earth, that he might eat the produce of the fields. He made him draw honey from the rock and oil from the flinty rock, curds from the cattle and milk of the flock with fat of lambs and rams of the breeds of Bashan and goats with the choicest wheat and you drank wine, the blood of the grapes. But Jeshurun grew fat and kicked. You grew fat, you grew thick, you are obese. Then 
He forsook God who made him and scornfully esteemed the rock of his salvation. They provoked him to jealousy with foreign gods. With abominations, they provoked him to anger. They sacrificed to demons, not to God. To gods they did not know, to new gods, new arrivals that your fathers did not fear. Of the rock who begot you, you are unmindful, and have forgotten the God who fathered you. And when the Lord saw it, he spurned them because of the provocation of his sons and his daughters. And he said, I will hide my face from them. I will see what their end will be, for they are a perverse generation, children in whom is no faith. They have provoked me to jealousy by what is not God. They have moved me to anger by their foolish idols. But I will provoke them to jealousy by those who are not a nation. I will move them to anger by a foolish nation. For a fire is kindled in my anger and shall burn to the lowest hell. It shall consume the earth with her increase and set on fire the foundations of the mountains. I will heap disasters on them. I will spin my arrows on them. They shall be wasted with hunger, devoured by pestilence and bitter destruction. I will also Send against them the teeth of beasts with the poison of serpents of the dust. The sword shall destroy outside. There shall be terror within. For the young man and virgin, the nursing child with a man of gray hairs, I would have said, I will dash them in pieces. I will make the memory of them to cease from among men, had I not feared the wrath of the enemy, lest their adversaries should misunderstand, lest they should say, our hand is high, and it is not the Lord who has done all this. For they are a nation void of counsel, nor is there any understanding in them. Oh, that they were wise, that they understood this, that they would consider their latter end. How could one chase a thousand, and two put ten thousand to flight? 
unless their rock had sold them and the Lord had surrendered them. For their rock is not like our rock. Even our enemies themselves being judges, for their vine is of the vine of Sodom and of the fields of Gomorrah. Their grapes are grapes of gall. Their clusters are bitter. Their wine is the poison of serpents and the cruel venom of cobras. Is this not laid up in store with me, sealed up among my treasures? Vengeance is mine, and recompense. Their foot shall slip in due time, for the day of their calamity is at hand, and the things to come hasten upon them. For the Lord will judge his people and have compassion on his servants when he sees that their power is gone. And there is no one remaining, bond or free. He will say, where are their gods? The rock in which they sought refuge. Who ate the fat of their sacrifices and drank the wine of their drink offering? Let them rise and help you and be your refuge. Now see that I, even I, am he, and there is no God besides me. I kill, and I make alive. I wound, and I heal. Nor is there any who can deliver from my hand. For I raise my hand to heaven and say, As I live forever, if I wet my glittering sword, and my hand takes hold on judgment, I will render vengeance to my enemies and repay those who hate me. I will make my arrows drunk with blood, and my sword shall devour flesh with the blood of the slain and the captives from the heads of the leaders of the enemy. Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people, for he will avenge the blood of his servants and render vengeance to his adversaries. He will provide atonement for his land and his people. So Moses came with Joshua, the son of Nun, and spoke all the words of this song in the hearing of the people. Moses finished speaking all these words to all Israel, and he said to them, Set your hearts on all the words which I testify among you today, 
which you shall command your children to be careful to observe all the words of this law. For it is not a futile thing for you, because it is your life. And by this word you shall prolong your days in the land which you cross over the Jordan to possess. Then the Lord spoke to Moses that very same day. Go up this mountain of the Abarim, Mount Nebo, which is in the land of Moab, across from Jericho. View the land of Canaan, which I give to the children of Israel as a possession, and die on the mountain which you ascend, and be gathered to your people, just as Aaron your brother died on Mount Hor, and was gathered to his people. Because you trespassed against me among the children of Israel at the waters of Meribah in the wilderness of Zin, because you did not hallow me in the midst of the children of Israel. Yet you shall see the land before you, though you shall not go there into the land which I am giving to the children of Israel. Now this is the blessing with which Moses, the man of God, blessed the children of Israel before his death. The Lord came from Sinai and dawned on them from Seir. He shone forth from Mount Paran, and he came with ten thousands of saints. From his right hand came a fiery law for them. Yes, he loves the people. All his saints are in your hand. They sit down at your feet. Everyone receives your words. Moses commanded a law for us, a heritage of the congregation of Jacob. And he was king in Jeshurun when the leaders of the people were gathered, all the tribes of Israel together. Let Reuben live and not die, nor let his men be few. And this he said of Judah, Hear, Lord, the voice of Judah, and bring him to his people. Let his hands be sufficient for him, and may you be a help against his enemies. And of Levi he said, Let your Thumim and your Urim be with your Holy One, whom you tested at Massa, and with whom you contended at the waters of Meribah, who says of his father and mother, 
I have not seen them. Nor did he acknowledge his brothers or know his own children. For they have observed your word and kept your covenant. They shall teach Jacob your judgments and Israel your law. They shall put incense before you and a whole burnt sacrifice on your altar. Bless his substance, Lord, and accept the work of his hands. Strike the loins of those who rise against him and of those who hate him, that they rise not again. Of Benjamin, he said, The beloved of the Lord shall dwell in safety by him who shelters him all the day long. And he shall dwell between his shoulders. And of Joseph, he said, Blessed of the Lord is his land with the precious things of heaven, with the dew and the deep lying beneath, with the precious fruits of the sun, with the precious produce of the months, with the best things of the ancient mountains, with the precious things of the everlasting hills, with the precious things of the earth and its fullness, and the favor of him who dwelt in the bush. Let the blessing come on the head of Joseph and on the crown of the head of him who was separate from his brothers. His glory is like a firstborn bull and his horns like the horns of the wild ox. Together with them he shall push the peoples to the ends of the earth. They are the ten thousands of Ephraim, and they are the thousands of Manasseh. And of Zebulun, he said, Rejoice, Zebulun, in your going out, and Issachar in your tents. They shall call the peoples to the mountain. There they shall offer sacrifices of righteousness, for they shall partake of the abundance of the seas and of treasures hidden in the sand. And of Gad, he said, Blessed is he who enlarges Gad, he dwells as a lion and tears the arm and the crown of his head. He provided the first part for himself 
because a lawgiver's portion was reserved there. He came with the heads of the people. He administered the justice of the Lord and his judgments with Israel. And of Dan, he said, Dan is a lion's whelp. He shall leap from Bashan. And of Naphtali, he said, O Naphtali, satisfied with favor and full of the blessing of the Lord, possess the west and the south. And of Asher, he said, Asher is most blessed of sons. Let him be favored by his brothers, and let him dip his foot in oil. Your sandals shall be iron and bronze, as your days, so shall your strength be. There is no one like the God of Jeshurun, who rides the heavens to help you. And in his excellency on the clouds. The eternal God is your refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. He will thrust out the enemy from before you and will say, Destroy. Then Israel shall dwell in safety, the fountain of Jacob alone, in a land of grain and new wine. His heavens shall also drop dew. Happy are you, O Israel, who is like you, a people saved by the Lord, the shield of your help, and the sword of your majesty. Your enemies shall submit to you, and you shall tread down their high places. Then Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nebo, to the top of Pisgah, which is across from Jericho. And the Lord showed him all the land of Gilead, as far as Dan, all Naphtali, and the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, all the land of Judah, as far as the western sea, the south, and the plain of the valley of Jericho, the city of palm trees, as far as Zoah. Then the Lord said to him, This is the land of which I swore to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants. I have caused you to see it with your eyes, but you shall not cross over there. 
So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. And he buried him in a valley in the land of Moab, opposite Beth Peor. But no one knows his grave to this day. Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eyes were not dim, nor his natural vigor diminished. And the children of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab thirty days. So the days of weeping and mourning for Moses ended. Now Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him. So the children of Israel heeded him and did as the Lord had commanded Moses. But since then, there has not arisen in Israel a prophet like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face in all the signs and wonders which the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt before Pharaoh, before all his servants, and in all his land, and by all that mighty power and all the great terror which Moses performed in the sight of all Israel.
kuabudiwa ni wewe tu Mungu wa mbingu
Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Wewe ni mwema. Amen. Father, we celebrate your goodness.
your voice and worship the King of glory. Lift up your voice and worship the mighty King of glory. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. We worship you, Jesus. Even in the body. Even in the fire. 